in the name of God, the compassionate, the merciful. So following our discussion about unity of God, it's very important to see how unity of God is reflected in creation, in revelation, and then how should be our response to this unity. Certainly our response to unity cannot be division and separation. I think a very obvious but unfortunately neglected fact is that unity of God has to be echoed and reflected in the relation among people. So in the book, Unity of God and Unity in God, uh, the second part is about the plan of God in his creation. And the third is about revelation and how God has established everything in the way that we can identify each other better and relate to each other better. And then the same with revelation. I want to quote just a few verses. Uh, so if you look at... Post, thank you. If you look at page 46, so there is English translation in the main text and Arabic uh, original text in the footnote. Verse 22 of chapter 30. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ خَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافُ أَلْسِنَتِكُمْ وَأَلْوَانِكُمْ among the signs of God are creation of the skies and the earth and differences of your languages and color. So there is a purpose why God created us in different colors and why we speak different languages. And if you get this purpose, you come to believe in God who is wise. In another verse, if you go next page, so, of course, actually starts from the end of the page 46, but goes on to beginning of page 47. Ya O mankind, we, not all believers only, mankind, every human being is addressed. We have created you from a male and female. So not only our creator is one, we have also biological relation. If God was our creator, and we were created from different mothers or fathers, still we should be united, but God has given us extra reason for unity. And that is we share the same father and mother, that's Adam and Eve. Then we made you into different tribes and nations. Why? Unfortunately, many times we didn't get the message. We thought God has made us into different tribes and nations so that we say our nation is better, our tribe is better, you know, and then we start fighting in trying to enslave each other and this type of things. But God has another plan. He says, we made you into different tribes and nations so that you know each other. If we were like robots, mass-produced, all the same color, the same language, the same culture, then it was not 
able, we were not able to relate to each other, to identify, and also was boring. There is a beauty in the mosaic that God has created. But unfortunately, we didn't get the message. This colorful mosaic, we thought every color should fight with another color and then have control over all the picture. This is wrong. In the sight of God, the most honorable of you are the most pious of you. You cannot get honor by your color or you know ethnicity or geography if there is any honor is in your own achievement. I cannot get credit for my color because it's not my achievement. I cannot get credit because of my gender or you know because of my geography. I am from West, East Africa. No, none of this gives us credit. If there is any credit, it's for piety, for God-fearing, for being a virtuous person and be a knowledgeable person. These are the things that you can try and everyone can try to. The Prophet Muhammad used to say very clearly that all people are equal in humanity. If you look at page 49. People are like the teeth of a comb. Is there any way clearer than this to say we are the same in humanity? The teeth of a comb. Or he used to say, Ayyuhannas, inna rabbakum wahid. Oh people, your Lord is one. Your Father is one. You all go back to Adam and Adam was from soil. So we have the same origin. And then he used to say, the most honorable among you is the most pious of you, which is from the Quran. And then he said, there is no privilege for Arabs over non-Arabs or non-Arabs over Arabs. Because they were, there were some Arabs who were very, you know, proud of being Arab. They were saying non-Arab Ajams, you know, are not as good as us. And also, maybe some non-Arabs think the same way. The Prophet said, there is no privilege for anyone, whether Arabs or non-Arabs, based on this. So, this is about creation of God. But when it comes to revelation, it becomes more complicated. Unfortunately, there is a misconception. If you take almost every book, not maybe exactly all, but almost every book on religions, they tell you we have different religions in the world. For example, we have Islam, founded by Prophet Muhammad. We have Christianity, introduced by Jesus or founded by Jesus. Or, for example, Judaism by Israelite prophets, for example, like Moses or even earlier. So they present us religions, especially I'm talking, I'm concerned about Abrahamic religions, as if there are different religions. And now they say, okay, these religions should talk to each other. They should have respect for each other. They should tolerate each other, which is, you know, very, I think, sad to say to religions, to Islam and Christianity, you should tolerate each other. It's like saying, you know, to, uh, to two brothers, you know, you should tolerate each other. Are we, you know, so bad that we need to be asked to tolerate each other? 
to say to, to your right eye and left eye, you should tolerate each other. My right eye and left eye are in maximum harmony with each other. To the extent that I cannot see whether I am seeing by my right eye or left eye. The vision that I have is from both eyes. So, this is the misconception. We have different religions, but they should respect each other, tolerate each other. They shouldn't kill each other. It's very sad. But the way we understand the Quran is that there has been only one religion. There's only one religion. And no one has founded this religion. This is the religion of our fitrah, the way we are created. This is just introduced by prophets to us. If there is any founder, it's God himself. فَأَقِمْ وَجْحَكَ لِلدِّينَ حَنِيفًا فِطْرَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي فَطَرَ النَّاسِ This is the way God has created us. We yearn for the absolute truth. We yearn for absolute beauty, absolute love, absolute knowledge, absolute power. Religion is built inside us. Prophets have invited us to go back to our nature. And no prophet said, I brought you a new religion. My Muslim brothers and sisters can tell me, and also my Christian, of course, I am not claiming this on behalf of Christianity, but they can tell me because I think even in Christianity, we don't have any saying from Jesus that said, I am founder of Christianity. I brought you a new religion. Actually, we have opposite. He has not come to cancel any religion or any word of law, God, uh, God, any law. But at least I can say from Quranic perspective that we don't have any saying that says a messenger came and said, I have decided to introduce a new religion. God has given me the mission of establishing a new religion. We don't have such a thing. The Quran is very clear that the religion of Abraham, Noah, Moses, Jesus, Prophet Muhammad, and all prophets is the same. And we as Muslims have to confirm our faith in all prophecies and in all revelations of God. We don't have this figure in the Quran, we have it in Hadith, that there were 124,000 prophets. But if I say, I don't believe in one of these 124,000 prophets, then I am not a Muslim. So you see how much they are united. You cannot say, only one person was saying something different and I am not happy with that particular person. I am happy with the rest. No. Everything which was coming from the prophets was the same. Details, maybe. Practical laws, maybe. But the core message was the same. لَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلَّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا أَنِعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُوا الطَّاغُوتِ God says we send to all nations, to all people, messengers, which are high-rank prophets. Messengers are 313, high-rank prophets. God has sent messengers to all nations, what was the core message? To serve God. And Abdullah. When it comes to Prophet Muhammad, it's very, very clear that Prophet Muhammad refused 
to give any name to this invitation, to this call. You know, one of the bad things that giving a name can do, you know, giving a name sometimes is good, but sometimes, you know, forever creates a label and partition. So we have to be very careful. You know, when, for example, a new understanding in Islam happens, then they give it a name, after some time it becomes a sect. Then forever remains like that. So we have to be very reluctant to give any name to something that may be taken as a sign of separation. Prophet Muhammad said, we are all to follow the path of Abraham. Islam is not a new religion. Islam is reinstatement of the same path of Abraham. But even Abraham was not founder of this path. The Quran says, Even Abraham was a follower of Noah. You know, this verse in the Quran, also in the book, it's very interesting. Who is better in his religion than the one who submits his face to God and follows the path of Abraham? So a prophet is following the path of Abraham. He's not founder of a new religion. Moses, Jesus, Prophet Muhammad, none of them brought a new religion. It's the same religion. Even when it comes to books, although we believe there were different books, we believe in Torah, in Gospel, in the Quran, but in my understanding, even these books are not different books in essence. These are different editions of the same book. Because the Quran, in some places, uses the plural form, kutub. For example, the Quran talks about Lady Mary. Amanat bi wa She believes and confirms. Is Amanat or Saddaqat? Saddaqat bi wa kutubihi wa kanat min al She confirmed words of her Lord and books. Also, we have in some places books. But it's very interesting. That when the Quran talks about what the prophets brought, doesn't say books, say book. Not Rusul is plural, bayanat is plural, zubur is plural, but book is one, singular. Ya ahl al-kitab, not ya ahl al-kutub. So one book, but presented in different times, in different editions, different versions, but one book, one God, one religion, one humanity. I am just thinking how we human beings can sometimes miss very obvious things, because we think for something which is complicated, but something which is more obvious, and that is unity, is neglected, unfortunately. And this is our job to find the real message of God, which is to be open to the absolute truth. And absolute truth is not important who is talking about it, which language, which color, which tradition. It's from God. 
Thank you very much. Since it's almost uh, decent.